You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Golden Knights podcast. I am your host, Carlo Gonzalez, and I am recording this right after the first game of the second round between the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. And boy, I must say to you guys, um, it was embarrassing. Not not gonna lie, it was it was an embarrassing, embarrassing loss. Uh, but if I'll be frank, I actually thought that going into this game, I did not expect to win. Did I expect to lose seven to one? No, I thought he, I thought the gold, Golden Knights was gonna have a better fight, but that's not the case. It was it was a team that just came out of a seven tough, really tough, grueling seven day game series against a team that had a week off. But to be honest with you, the score was not the embarrassing part, the most embarrassing part of the game. It was the actions of one Ryan Reeves, which I thought was just had had no place in the game. Like, I I really like the guy. I want the guy to succeed. But sometimes that, that kind of play was just. Was not was not it was just uncalled for. If if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was when he had Ryan Graves in the ice, and he it's it's it it was just a terrible terrible look. He he the intent to injure was there. You, you can you can tell he wanted to hurt Graves, and that had that has no room in this game. And I don't expect Ryan Reeves to play another game in the series because he, he will be suspended. I'm not sure if. He's not, I'm not, I don't know if they're going to put him back in the lineup. I don't know what the team mindset is with that, but it it, it was, it was, it was an embarrassing, embarrassing situation. But all that aside, it was still a very sloppy game by Vegas. And the, the big surprise here was, Robin Leonard starting over Mark Andre Fleury, which the decision itself, I don't mind. I, I get it. I don't, I know why they played Robin Leonard over Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury played seven games in the Minnesota, all seven games against Minnesota. Mark Andre Fleury had to stand on his head in a few of those games, especially game one and two, and maybe three. Mark Andre Fleury. Could could like and, and his performance dropped a little bit later in the in the series, but I I I didn't expect him to be like I said like I said before I think on Friday's episode that you do not expect to have Mark Andre Fleury play like he did in Game One and Two every game, but at the same time it looks like he got a little worn down. the The guy is not twenty six years old; he's thirty six. Okay. 
And the fact that you have an elite goaltender in your bench sitting there getting paid $5 million, might as well use it, you know? Give Marc-Andre Fleury a, a break. Give him a quick rest. You get two days off after game one. Marc-Andre Fleury just gets a breather. But I thought this was one of the worst games I've seen Robin Leonard play. And not all goals is his fault. Like the second goal was just, there's nothing you can do about that. It was just a perfect pass from a car to, I believe that was Landeskog, wide open net. You can't do anything about it. Then people argue that Marc-Andre Fleury could have made that save. Maybe it's going to be a really hard save. Fleury is more agile. But at the same time, that's, that was not on Leonard. The first goal, though, I think Leonard should have had that. And after that, I, I, st- I just stopped counting. It was, it was the, the, the avalanche just, you know, poured it on. There was that one play where McKinnon just blew past Nick Haig. And I can't even put that on Nick Haig. Nick Haig, there, no, other, no defenseman can stop that. No def- or goalie can stop that. Mac- McKinnon is just, a di- that was just McKinnon being McKinnon. Now, the Golden Knights tried to fight back late in the game, but not really. They did get one goal, but I mean, like, come on, that was a little too late. Good thing they didn't get shut out, right? But the good news about it it is it is just one game. The Golden Knights are just down 1-0, be it if you lose... Seven, seven to zero, a uh, seven to one, or losing one to zero, it's still one game. And I'm gonna be honest with you, losing against Minnesota in game one, that game, I was actually after that game, I was a little bit more worried in Vegas's situation after that game. The reason is because of the context of all of all the micro. If you if you take away what happened, like I understand how good Colorado is and. And how dominant they are in this game. But when we lost against Minnesota, it was in Las Vegas. We lost a home game. And Minnesota took the home ice advantage. And like I said earlier, I did not expect Vegas to win this game. I I was hoping they would. I wanted them to. But coming out, like I said, coming off a, a, a second a seven game series and Colorado having that rest. I expected Colorado to come out swinging. And they did. That's what happened. But losing in Colorado is not as bad as losing in Las Vegas for game one. But Vegas needs to win the next game. They need to win the next game. They need to come out on Wednesday, regroup, and win that game. And the good news is that Vegas after losing big like that normally comes out the next game strong and, 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 and fight like this. I, I talked about this a lot before where this team is very resilient. They, they have heart, they have veteran presence and they have veteran leadership in the room. They know how to fight back and come back and rebound. We've seen it time and time and again. And, and, but the fact is that we are playing the Colorado Avalanche, the best team in the league. And it's not going to be an easy task, but I can I believe the Vegas Golden Knights are up to it. But Flurry's going to be starting the next game. I I 
I can't see why I, I can't see other scenarios why what where he doesn't. Flurry has been outstanding the whole season. He, he was outstanding last series. And the Colorado Avalanche has been shut out twice the entire season. And both was by Marc Andre Fleury. So there's there's your little glimpse of hope for you guys, some optimism, because like I said, I, I am not discouraged about the game that just happened. I was just a little bit annoyed and pissed off on what happened with the unnecessary hits and unnecessary shots the Golden Knights took near the end. I don't think the uh, Pacioretty reverse hit was that bad. I think he just tried to brace himself and the guy, uh, I forgot who he was, was just uh, a really small guy and just ended up hitting his head. I don't think Max Max Pacioretty... um, intended to hit him in the head, in the in the chin, but the the Ryan Reeves one was just egregious, and 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 you cannot deny the fact that Ryan Reeves wanted to hurt another player, which is unacceptable. Now I want to move forward and look towards game two and talk a little bit more in the future and stop dwelling because there's not really much to say about the game that just happened. Okay, it was embarrassing. They should throw that game. Uh, they should throw that game in the trash and and not really use it as an example. That that wasn't the Vegas Golden Knight we saw that game. So I want to move on to the to the game on Wednesday night. We get two two day break and see what the, the Golden Knights can do to turn around this series. But before I do that, I want to tell you guys about Wealthfront. I know investing can be complicated, but whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. The Vegas Golden Knights is going to have a few decisions to make on Wednesday. I I don't think Matthias Yanmark is going to be able to play on Wednesday. And I don't think Ryan Reeves will be back this series. I expect that that I I talked I already talked about it in the last segment and I don't want to keep harping on it, but I think he he won't be playing. So there's going to be room for two spots on the team. The first spot is obviously I think there's there's the the obvious choice on who to replace Reeves, which is Keegan Colasar, who I thought had a really, really good series against the Minnesota Wild. I think he only had like two or three points and didn't score a goal, but I thought his forecheck and his energy and his speed was very evident in that series. And he is the obvious replacement for Ryan Reeves in that line. So you have Carrier, um, Brown, and then Colasar. Now the question is, who is going to replace Matthias Yanmark? 
the Vegas Golden Knights did uh, announce that they have reassigned Dylan Sakura to the Vegas Golden Knights. But the thing is, the Henderson Silver Knights season is over. They can call up anybody they want. They're all going to be black aces. as That's what they call players who are in the practice squad during the playoffs. They're all going to be with the team. Not most of them. Most of them are going to stay in Vegas and practice and, and develop and keep, keep developing. But my expect, I, I expect Cody Glass to draw up again. And actually, I don't know I say expect. I want Cody Glass to be the guy to be in there. I thought that Cody Glass had a really good game six against Minnesota. And I thought Cody Glass had a good three game, well, two games against Bakersfield. And I think that having that young youth and young skill is what we really need. If you look at if you look at the other side of the spec, uh, uh, the other team, the Avalanche, they are playing Newhook, a young guy, still unproven in the playoffs, but they trust him. I don't know what is it with this organization that they do not trust Cody Glass or any young player that they're gonna play. They maybe they wanted to play Krebs in the playoffs, but he he is injured. Maybe it's just Cody Glass that they do not trust. And that's going to bring the question of what's install, what, what's, what's his future, right? But the, the, the key here is who's going to take Yanmark's spot. That third line I thought was totally got toyed on in Colorado against Colorado. To, but to be fair, it was Colorado's last change. They are at home. So they've been matched. They were matched up against the McKinnon line a lot. And it was, it was just not fair. The, the, the Colorado Avalanche is a very, very fast team. And there's no denying that. And the Vegas Golden Knights really need to match that. They, they've shown it in the regular season. They've been able to shut down the Colorado Avalanche. I I'm probably need to have to go back and look at some past games and how they do that. But they're capable. I know the Golden Knights are capable. They are they are missing one of their best defensemen in Braden McNabb. The Shea Theodore needs to show up more. They, he did he did get two goals on Friday. Uh, two goals, two assists on Friday. Chase Theodore did. But we need more than that from Theodore. He is our fastest defenseman. And he's the one who can really keep up with the speed uh, on, the, on the avalanche forwards. Okay? Because the next game, I wouldn't say it's a must win. But it's a very, very important game for Vegas. Because if, 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 if they win that game... The momentum swings to Vegas. They get home ice. They steal a game on the road. There, there's a saying in professional sports, like in general, is that especially when there's a seven-game series in baseball, basketball, or hockey, that you're not in trouble until you lose at home. And 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 that's the key here. If Vegas can steal one of these games, which they're they're in good shape. If they lose this uh on if they lose on Wednesday then Friday's game is a must win game 
You cannot go down 0-3. But you do not want to be in that position too. You want to put the pressure back on Colorado. You want to win the next game. And there's a lot of things that Vegas needs to do. They need to stick in the offensive zone. They need to make sure they don't turn the puck over when they are in the offensive zone. It happened a lot. It happened a lot on Sunday. And, and there's no question about it. It was a very, very sloppy game for Vegas on their forecheck. The Colorado Avalanche was feasting on their turnovers. And the Golden Knights could not keep consistent offensive pressure. But Colorado can. And that, that needs to change. And to be fair, for Vegas, they looked exhausted. They looked like a team that cut out of a seven-game series. But there shouldn't be that much of an excuse when it comes to Wednesday. They're, they're lucky. The Golden Knights are lucky that the Denver Nuggets have a game on Tuesday. Because if they didn't, they would have to play. They, only would, they would only have to get gotten one game. They would have gotten one game rest instead of two. Take this two days to rest. Recover from your last series. What like just 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 wash game one. Take it out. Take, take like it's a mulligan. Okay. They need to come out on Wednesday firing. They need to uh, take control early. And I, I I even talked about this in the Minnesota series. Starting early is key for Vegas. It's very key because it really opens up the de- like the other end because the defense needs to push, the other team needs to chase, right? So that that's one huge key. And another thing I want to bring up is a lot of you probably would have noticed that the, the type of game this, ha- uh, this was is very different than the type of game Minnesota was playing. If you notice early in the first period, I thought the game was pretty even. And that I that's what I how I expected the game to be played for most of it. It was back and forth, a lot of transition, a lot of speed, a lot of movement. And Vegas can play that game. Vegas can play the transition game. They actually score the most goals in the league in, in transition. They can do it. It is a very different style that they played in Minnesota, against Minnesota. So they need to adapt. And uh, if I know this team, they will. They know. They know how to play their game, dictate the game. Because the Minnesota series was very, very defensive and very grindy and very physical. The Colorado Avalanche plays differently. They play with speed, they play with transition, they play puck possession, and they play really quick passes. The Golden Knights need to really need to clog up that lane. They need to stop the cross ice passes because Makar was just feasting on them. Makar was just finding the backdoor pass and it was wide open. They need to stop that. That's a, they reminded me of year one against the, the, the um, Washington Capitals where Vegas just couldn't stop it, the cross ice pass. But that was Turk coaching that team. Pete DeBoer, I trust Pete DeBoer to adjust to this play style and, and especially with the leadership of Mark Stone, who I thought had a really, he was invisible out there, man. Like Mark Stone's still really good. I thought he had a few games, but a few, few plays, but it was the, the avalanche just, 
skated around everybody. And there's, you know, no, it, it is what it is. And now the Golden Knights need to play a little bit more physical, clean, but physical. Don't, don't, don't do what Reeves did. That's, that was, that was way out of line. But they are, the, the Colorado Avalanche are the smaller team, but they are the faster team. So they need to figure that out. The Golden Knights do have fast players like Tuck, Stevenson, the misfit line. But most of most of the time it is it is a physical, physical team, the Golden Knights is. So it's just a battle of styles. Now I'm look I'm gonna looking forward to Wednesday's game because I want to see how this team responds. Because they cannot have another showing like that. That that was the bigger beating than any of the St. Louis Blues game in the in the first round. The Golden Knights lost worse than the St. Louis Blues. Imagine that. And we keep saying we're here, keep saying that Saint, the St. Louis Blues is not a very good team. The, the, the Golden Knights lost even worse than the St. Louis Blues. And, and everybody in that locker room knows that. And they're going to put that chip in their shoulder. And they're going to use that and be better. The last time the Golden Knights were underdogs. It was against the Winnipeg Jets. In 2017. No, 2018. 2018. You guys remember that series? It was the Winnipeg Jets Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals. Guess what happened on... Guess what happened in Game 1? The Golden Knights had their butts handed to them by the Winnipeg Jets. And everybody says, this is where the train stops for the Golden Knights. This is where it ends. The, the, the Cinderella story that was the 2017-2018 Golden Knights, it was going to end at Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets was just a better team. After that game, Jonathan Marchessault took it to himself and said, we're, we, we, we're better than this. We're, 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 we, we can score. We can beat this team. And I want that same attitude from this team. And it's not just Jonathan Marchessault now in, in that locker room who's probably going to be saying it. You have Mark Stone, Max Bacioretti, Alex Petrangelo, and obviously, you know, Jonathan Marchessault. You have leaders in that group. I expect them to fight. Not like physically drop the gloves and fight next round, but I expect them to come back and win the next game in the same fashion as they did against Winnipeg. The, the Vegas Golden Knights en uh, ended up winning that series 5-1. to one. I mean, in five games. 4-1 to one in five games. This team... He's not an underdog often, but when they are, they, they, they know how to bite. This podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including occasional limited time flavors? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. 
coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and my personal favorite, salted caramel. I'm just a caramel guy. I love caramel. And this one tastes so good. And it's healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, but only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar. A couple of them has 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only 5 grams of sugar. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and you get the raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. If you haven't tried any of the flavors, you can get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 off BuiltBar.com. There is one stat I found interesting that I came by this past week. This not past week, this past few days. This past few days. Yeah, it was this past few days. Someone on Reddit posted this, and it's a very interesting stat. All instances since the 2000s of a sweeping team meeting a team coming off a Game 7 series. The sweeping team have always lost. This, this is the same instance as the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, where the sweeping team, Colorado Avalanche, is me is playing a seven game series team the vegas golden knights it has happened five times in the since the year 2000 it actually happened twice in 2019 it's actually happening twice this year because the winnipeg jets are going to play either toronto or montreal and they're in the same situation where a sweeping team playing a team that played seven games but I'm, but on, on 2019, like I said, it happened twice. The New York Islanders swept the Pittsburgh Penguins in round one, four to zero. And then the Carolina Hurricanes took Washington, the Washington Capitals to seven games. And, and then in the next round, the Islanders lost four to zero against Carolina. Carolina played seven games. New York played four. Ran prior. And on that same year, that was the same year Columbus swept the Tampa Bay Lightning with that big series they had. I mean, big regular season they had. And then on the other end of the spectrum, Boston and Toronto played a seven-game series with Boston coming on top. On the next round, Boston beat Columbus 4-2. to So that's... And then in 2009, it happened between Carolina and Boston... And then in 2013, it happened in New Jersey and Anaheim and so on and so forth. This is just an interesting stat. And what I come out of this is all that rest versus rust bullcrap is really overblown. I'm also not counting out because this is one of those stats that they are undefeated until they aren't. You know, we. I'm not going to take care as you as you saw on the on the game on. Sunday, you, the rest helped Colorado. They they came out fresh. They came out great. Came out good. But at the same time, I don't want to overblow their the rest they had. I don't want I don't want to use it as an excuse. If we if we lose this game, I mean series. If we lose this series, I don't want to go like, oh, it's because Colorado had rest before. Because um, by the sample, as I've seen. Teams that went the distance have won most of it. 
So I don't want to use it as an excuse because it has happened before. And at the same time, I don't want to use this stat and say it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's somewhere in between because it could be a little bit more like this whole stat of of a team that went to seven games has won all the games. I don't want to use that too as a, as a big uh, like, oh, we're favored. No, that's not like it's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between. But that's that's just a little optimism and not uh, something to leave you guys with saying to, to, to think that, hey, the series is not over. We did get whooped first game. I'm not going to lie. That was a butt whooping. So it, it, the good news is it's just one game. Like I said, it's just game one. There's a whole series left. They, they need to win three. We need to win four. They have the lead. It's fine. We've come back from worse. But... I just want to leave it, leave that stat to you guys to just not lose hope. It's one game. Okay. But that's about it for me between uh, talking about Colorado and Vegas. Uh, Next episode, I'm actually going to take a break from the playoffs since we have two games, uh, two days off. Uh, We have till Wednesday until, uh, until we play again. I want to take Tuesday's episode and, talk about the Hinder Silver, uh, the Hinder Silver Knights and just use that episode to really talk about all the prospects and all, and, and just talk about the season that was for Henderson. I probably won't get a lot of chance, a lot of chance to be able to do that. So I'm going to take my opportunity to do so. Um, it probably won't interest a lot of people, but I think if, if you listen to it, you will come out with a an idea of what players are coming up on the Golden Knights pipeline. And when I talk about guys like Jack Dugan, Jake LeCision, Tom, uh, Jonas Ronberg, uh, Paul Cotter, and all those guys, uh, Kaden Korzak, uh, Braden Pahal, and just really go in an overview and how their season was and how I see these prospects that played really great in 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 the in, in the season that was for Henderson and I want to talk about what I see from them in the future and when I think they're going to make in the NA, make it in the NHL but that 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 is for tomorrow's episode uh make sure you guys follow and subscribe to uh, the Locked On Golden Knights podcast and you can follow me on the on the twitters and if you have any questions for me to ask about the prospects tomorrow, go ahead and at me at some dude 88 that S U M D O O D 88 on Twitter. And that's it. Uh, I still don't know how to end a podcast. So thank you for listening. <laughs>